0: Want to get Dolls of Horror episodes a week in advance? Go to patreon.com slash Horror for more information. Remember when I said you were obsessed? Well, I was right. According to this book, when you use the Ouija alone, like you've been doing, you're very susceptible to the spirit you contact. At first, they'll be helpful and friendly, so we can get you to use the board over and over. And each time you do, he gets stronger and you get weaker. Soon you're so weak, you have to use it, whether you want to or not.
1: What are you telling me? I'm a Ouija junkie?
0: It's no joke, Paige. It's called progressive entrapment, and it gets worse. After you're addicted, the spirit changes. He starts to threaten and terrorize you, breaking down your resistance like brainwashing. So eventually,
1: he can possess you. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. (laughs) It was (laughs) fun.
0: In 1986, writer and director Kevin Tenney made a movie about a Ouija board that would eventually let a spirit possess the user if they used it too many times. Then seven years later, he wrote a sequel about a Ouija board that would eventually let a spirit possess the user if they used it too many times. Only this time, that spirit may belong to a dead person, a living person, or possibly a non-existent person. I suppose that's how you get a sequel to a movie with a very simple premise. And there's even a third one after this one. So let's dive back into the world of Ouija madness, as tonight, the dolls cover 1993's Witchboard 2: The Devil's Doorway. And now, the dolls of horror. It's showtime.
2: Hi guys, welcome back to the Dolls of Horror podcast, the spot to feed your tormented addiction. I'm Summer. And I'm Jamie. And we are continuing our Ouija talk tonight with Witchboard Part 2, The Devil's Doorway from 1993.
1: We just couldn't keep away. We had to keep the Witchboard Ouija board situation going. Ouija fun. Ouija all the time. Ouija in the morning, Ouija at supper time. (laughs) Uh, Well, I did promise that we were going to be
2: doing this sooner rather than later since we enjoyed doing the first one so much. So here we are with part two. And if you remember, I said during our recording of Wishboard part one, I like part two even better.
1: Part two was really good. I might have also liked it better. Oh, my God. That's great. And I
2: wasn't sure if my opinion would stay the same because sometimes when I break these movies down, I change and go completely the opposite direction. It's like, actually, not so much. (laughs) But it's safe to say I still like this one at least as much if maybe not even more. So,
1: yeah. And it was a first-time watch for me, and mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. I paused a lot because I had to take a lot of notes because I liked a lot of things that happened. <laughs>
2: See, that's good. When you don't have enough notes, that's when you're like, did I really like yeah. this movie? Yep. Really. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. So if you guys have not seen the second installment in the Witchboard franchise, the synopsis is... When Paige Benedict moves into her new artist's loft, she unlocks a passageway to evil through a Ouija board that she finds in her closet. It stars Amy Dolins, John Gettens, Timothy Gibbs, Lorraine Newman, and Julie Michaels as Susan, also, like in part one, written and directed by Mr. Kevin Tenney, another gem. Thank you, Kevin. Yes. So, with that, what's our favorite kill? Fatality.
1: Ooh, okay. So, I actually think my favorite kill is Susan. I like when we get the flashback to what happens to Susan, and it kind of ties all these little things we've seen together She, like, gets stabbed. There's, like, a good echoey, like, kind of sound effect that's going on. And then she falls and the mirror shatters. Like, it all just kind of ties everything, all these images we've seen throughout the movie together. And it was good. I liked it.
2: It was good. It was very nice. I enjoyed it a lot. I like the. We'll get back to this, of course. But I like the cinematography in that scene, too.
1: Me, too. Very much
2: so. Yes, it's a lot of fun. I think my favorite kill might be Jonas. Oh, yes. With all the the tools going crazy, it kind of reminded me a little bit of Bloody New Year in the Kitchen Madness scene. Oh,
1: yeah, it does. Except- I really like the saw blade. That was like my yeah. favorite like the round <laughs> saw.
2: Except this was toolbox madness.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, so I've always enjoyed when tools go flying through the air. It reminded me a little bit of maybe A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2 with the gym equipment. Oh, yeah. Also, I think it was was the same year, Hellraiser Part 3. There's this great nightclub massacre scene, mm-hmm. and the CDs go flying through the air and cut people in half, and it's really yes. swell. So it kind of reminded me a little bit of that, though, obviously. They came out the same year, so that was nothing was copied. But yes, I love the tools flying through the air to chasing him, chasing him around his garage. That's kind of great too.
1: I was just gonna say, I love like the chase scene. Like (laughs) anytime an inanimate object is coming for you, and like you're legitimately afraid. Like I just like that.
2: Yes, he acted it very well, too. He really looked afraid.
1: Yes, he did. That would be terrifying. Just to put it out there, that would be terrifying.
2: <laughs> it was pretty great. But, you know, honorable mention to Elaine and the Wrecking Ball.
1: I was going to say I love it, too. I actually called her car the, the Grateful Dead Mystery Machine. Um <laughs> Because at first, I didn't get that close of a look at it when you first see it. And I was like, oh, it's like the Mystery Machine. Like, we're getting very Scooby-Doo here. But yes, I appreciated (laughs) that it it came back for for a kill scene. (laughs) Yes,
2: yes, yes. I I loved it so much. I've always remembered that scene in my head, always. Wrecking Ball kills were kind of a thing back then. Because I remember Mm. this one vividly. And I also remember... In The Omen Part 4, that's the one about the little girl mm -hmm. instead of Damien. Yeah. Michael Lerner's character, I think, gets crushed with a wrecking ball. It's been a long time since I've seen it. the same. He he gets wrecking balled too. So, yeah. That That would be a horrible way to go. Yes, that was a thing back then.
1: (laughs) I'm glad her dog got away.
2: Right. I made a note of that. You know what else I made a note of? that was dog related in in the credits did you see this no (laughs) there was a credit um set attack puppy
1: (gasps) that's my new favorite thing i've never i've never heard of this before but i'm gonna have to check like all the i have a list of dogs of horror as well so (laughs) i'm gonna have to check all my dogs of horror and see if they're credited like that in any other movies (laughs)
2: that's so good That was a great credit. That was a great credit. So, yeah. Okay. Let's move right on into a fashion moment because there is so much.
0: Young, hot, and an attitude that says, who cares? It's only fashion. That Hansel's so hot right now.
1: Oh, yeah. There's several that I really liked. Oh, I'll let you go first. I I have a list. Okay. I did narrow it down. I did narrow it down. Quite a bit. Um, (laughs) Me too. And I will say that, like, Paige's first outfit, it was like, it was like, uh, I was like struggling with it so much where I was like, is it a dress? Is it a skirt? Is it pants and a shirt? (laughs) I think I decided it was a skirt. But anyway, honorable mention goes to that because I had to look at it multiple ways to be like, is it a shirt and pants, a dress? Or a shirt and a skirt or some kind of bodysuit. <laughs> I think it was yep. a skirt and a shirt. Anyway, um, my, my runner up fashion moment is the long white 90. Okay um it's, yes it's pretty i love 90s so of course i had to give it but my favorite look of all is Paige's like funeral dress oh my god girl that i had that tire. yeah it was like black and it had like kind of like a mesh top mm-hmm. almost and like in the back it had like a like a like a hole and then some like cross uh straps it uh-huh. was like Phenomenal. It was like, girl, talk about Drop Dead. Gorgeous. <laughs> just beautiful.
2: That was my my number one as well. <sighs> so good. So, so pretty. I've always liked it. I've always... when I, you, you know when you think about a movie and just certain visuals come to mind? Yes. That's one of the ones. Is that funeral scene with her in that beautiful dress looking stunning.
1: So stunning. Mm-hmm. But... I have to say,
2: I have two honorable mentions.
1: Ooh. Okay. That
2: pretty much tied for second. One is I called it Page's Digging Up Park Woods outfit. <laughs> the, whole, the whole thing the shoes, yes. the shorts, the top, the hair, everything about it. Yes. And second is when Russell first appears, his, his
1: purple shirt vest combo. Oh, yes. <laughs> it would not be a complete episode if that didn't come into the conversation.
2: So thank you. We have to talk about this purple shirt vest situation we have going on. It, I loved it. I loved it. Yes. But it instantly brought me back to like 1990. <laughs> I remember this <laughs> firsthand vividly. You were too young to know. Um,
1: yes, I fans. wish I wish it was locked in my memory somehow though as a as a yeah. very young child. I'm like I remember this kind of look.
2: I remember seeing kids at my school in not a solid
1: color but like a a funky print shirt uh-huh. with a vest. Vest, they were I feel like they their time is not now. You don't see people walking around in vests too often these days, uh-huh. but it was popular at a time yes
2: i'm gonna i'm gonna get myself a denim vest one of these days soon because I think I could still pull that off.
1: yes, you could. Mm-hmm. I actually kind of would love a denim vest with like a really awesome like horror patch or mm-hmm. like um embroidery on the back. Mm-hmm. There's somebody I follow on Instagram who does these beautiful hand painted denim jackets, and he did one of um Sarah Michelle Geller from um I Know what you did last summer, so it's like helen mm-hmm. um he's done um I'm trying to think of other characters, but he does beautiful, like horror movie characters hand painted on denim jackets.
2: And I want one so bad. (laughs) I'm thinking of getting a denim vest and putting little patches on it. All horror, of course. Yes, please. I do have a collection of patches, which I haven't affixed to anything yet. So I'm thinking of doing that. And I would do it on a jacket, like a denim jacket, because I have one of those. But my problem is I don't really wear jackets very often either it's a short sleeve shirt or a long sleeve shirt or a sweater because mm-hmm. if I'm wearing a sweater it's too cold for a denim jacket and I run warm anyway so I can't really wear a jacket for fashion because I'm burning up
1: yeah and uh, we don't wear jackets much in uh, my <laughs> parts my parts of the world it's a very <laughs> rare thing they come out like for right. a couple months a year Right.
2: So, yeah. and even then, they're very, very light, more like yes. a windbreaker, maybe.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're light. Um, if mm-hmm. I went somewhere cold, like my only chance of making it is like just layering and layering and layering because, like, none of my actual, quote, winter clothes are actual winter clothes in a winter huh? place. They're just a layer. Yep. A, a, th- a thin layer. It's yeah. <laughs>
2: Oh, I know when I moved to Chicago from Bakersfield, I had to buy some stuff. I did move in May, so I had plenty of time to That's good. get clothes before it got cold for the fall. So I was I was ready to go. I knew what I was going to come come <laughs> into, so I knew what I'd have to do. But yeah, um and can I also mention um Carla's whole look is so perfectly early 90s. Oh, yeah. The the hair, the earrings, everything about that woman is so iconic of that era. Totally. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, since you picked her funeral dress, I'm going to go ahead and go with Russell's opening look is my fashion moment. Also, Since we're on fashion, let's move into talking about hair.
0: This doesn't concern you, LaFleur. Not nearly as much as your hair does, that's for sure.
2: Oh, yeah. And since I didn't go with Paige's funeral dress,
1: I'm going to go with Paige's funeral hair. (laughs) That was my pick, (laughs) too. It's just a great look. It's like this really awesome updo, like kind of retro. Like It's really cute. It's classic, and she
2: has the best bangs oh my god yes
1: she has the bangs that i dream of in that look she yeah she's got amazing bangs her hair in general is really nice but like it looks particularly good when it's done up like that
2: Mm -hmm. agreed also honorable mention to russell's like flowing mane (laughs) oh yes
1: (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, Elaine, Elaine should get like a little, was it Elaine or Lorraine? Elaine. You're getting confused because her real name is Lorraine. Okay, that's it. I wrote them (laughs) both down, and I was like, Lorraine, Elaine. Oh, wait a minute. (laughs) That was close. Elaine. Elaine gets an honorable mention too just because her hair is like so perfect for her character.
2: It is so perfect. She's perfect. She She is, is. She's perfect. Let's talk about acting now if we don't have anything else to add on hair. Okay, so let's start off with the legendary Lorraine Newman playing Elaine. Yes, I mean, she is so amazing. She is one of the founding members of the Groundlings, uh, an SNL cast member from 1975 to 1980. Mm -hmm. Also movies such as Problem Child 2, Dream On, Coneheads, Flintstones. And also has a huge voiceover catalog as well.
1: So. She's done so many voice o- so much mm-hmm. voiceover acting. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. I was looking. She's done so much.
2: Mm-hmm. And I just saw her again in when we went on our entourage binge, <laughs> our entourage. And I also, of course, remember her role in Seventh Heaven. She was great in that. She was so so good in that. She always made me chuckle. So. Yeah. She's just amazing. I love me some Lorraine Newman. Always have since I was a kid. And maybe part of that actually has to do with this movie a little bit because I was 11 when I saw it. Now, I knew who she was before this, but I think I really appreciated her more even after this movie.
1: She just has, like, great comedic timing and, Mm. like, delivery. Yep. Yep. That is what she does. She yep. is a genius.
2: Well, delivers. Mm-hmm. She my fave. She my fave. She's awesome. But my second fave, of course, is, is Amy Dolan's beautiful, as always, playing Paige. Mm-hmm. She is, of course, the daughter of Mickey Dolan's. Everybody knows that. Mhm but um she's most known for She's Out of Control and General Hospital and horror fans remember of course Pumpkinhead Part 2 and Ticks 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 <laughs> We did cover Ticks with Tori last summer so we talked about her a lot then too but she deserves being talked about again cuz she's awesome I think she's always beautiful she's beautiful then physically she's beautiful now she seems so sweet when you hear her talk and oh i just
1: i want to know this person she is so cool and like i have to say like i love like Paige as a character like so much i literally throughout this whole thing i was basically um like writing down like page points um (laughs) where i was like dude, like, you know, she got this cool new place for herself. Mm-hmm. Her ex is coming in and trying to put her down and tell her she's not an artist. And she's like, "Um, no, I am an artist. Mm-hmm. And then she like, she like kicks a guy in the groin or like mm-hmm. right away, you know? And I'm like, this woman is badass. She gets out the Ouija, uh, the Ouija board and she's- Yeah, girl, get it right. <laughs> yeah, I got it, I got it. She gets out the Ouija board and she's just like, I'm going to do this. She's like, it's just a Ouija board. Come on, girl. And she just does it. And I'm like, oh, my God, Paige, you are such a badass. So I awarded her, like, so many page points through the whole thing. So many page points. (laughs) That's got to be a
2: thing. Like, we need to hashtag that. When Yeah, page points. When some strong, independent woman breaks off on her own to do her own thing, we'll call it page points.
1: (laughs) Yes. In honor. In honor of Paige. In honor of Paige Benedict. Mm -hmm.
2: For sure. Um, who else? Okay. Julie Michaels plays Susan. Mm-hmm. Do you know who
1: this woman is?
2: Because she's awesome.
1: Yes. Yeah. I definitely recognize her. Jason mm-hmm. Goes to Hell. Mm-hmm. Um Point Break, I think, uh, is one of them. hmm
2: Yep. Also, just a-, a great stunt woman as well. Like, her stunt catalog is insane. Really? Yes. So they include Angels and Demons, Holes, Simone, Jawbreaker, Halloween H2O, Baywatch, How to Get Away with Murder, and Jane the Virgin. Her acting roles include Roadhouse, First and Ten. Hey, First and Ten. I see you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tales from the Crypt, Season Four, I think. It's the Joe Pesci episode. Oh, okay. Of course, Jason goes to hell. Um, let's see. Recently, Chick fight, and she produces this show called After Forever. It's a Amazon Prime show. Have you seen it?
1: No, I haven't even heard about it. What What is this? Oh,
2: it's amazing. It is a call. Uh, excuse me. Hello. It stars Kevin Spiritus and. Uh, It's about this gay couple who's been together for forever and then one of them gets cancer and dies. And the whole series is about the surviving partner
1: learning how to
2: live without him and move on. And being haunted in the best way of Mm -hmm. his former partner. So I think they were married. I think it's so former husband. So, but you know how after that kind of loss, you, that person stays with you for forever and influences everything yeah. you do for forever. So it's called After yeah. Forever. The episodes are really easy to get through. They're about 10 minutes each. Oh, wow. So it's oh, wow. Okay. short, limited shows. It's amazing. If you've got Amazon
1: Prime, definitely check it out. But definitely be ready to cry. I was just going to say, I'm definitely going to watch it and I'm definitely going to cry like probably a lot. It's one of the, it's one of the best recent shows I've ever seen.
2: It's okay. I got that, on my list. It's that good. And it's not often I say that about something that's not horror. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so check that out, everybody. It's, it's amazing. It's won awards. It's so, so worth your time and you will not be sorry. Okay. Also, Julie Michaels, um, passions. I knew it. <laughs> I knew when you saw that credit, we gotta have our passions talk. Okay, it
1: would not be a complete episode <laughs> if passions didn't come up at least once. At, at least, least once. once, at yeah. least once.
2: <laughs> oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. Um one day I'm gonna delve back into the passions rabbit hole, I promise. <laughs> I've just been so busy with this podcast that I have not. But I've also been busy listening to the Passions for Life podcast instead of watching it. I'm kind of reliving it through that a little bit.
1: So you're still getting your passions work in. I'm still
2: getting my passions work in. Don't
1: discredit the hard work that you're doing. You're sitting on top of passions. (laughs) True fan. True fan.
2: True fan. So, yeah. Please go check out some passions. And... (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> like I told
2: Jamie in the past, just make sure it's background noise and you're not concentrating too hard on it because yes. you're going to go bonkers if you mm-hmm. do. And also, you might not recover. No, you may not recover. And also, <laughs> check out the Passions for Life podcast because it is a great time. And I am not sorry that I am addicted to it. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be sorry. Mm-hmm. Not sorry at all. Okay, moving on. John Gatons plays Russell. I don't know if it's Gatton's or Gaton's. I think it's Gaton's. I could be wrong. So I'm sorry if I got that wrong. Also, Pumpkinhead Part 2. Also, we're going to be talking about him next March for Leprechaun Part 3. And I'm okay. so excited because that's my favorite. It is a good one. Mm-hmm. In addition, he did um, Real Steel and Chicago Fire and Varsity Blues He wrote Flight, which is an amazing movie. Also, Real Steel, Summer Catch, and 2017's The Power Rangers. Also, my husband really liked this one. He wrote Kong Skull Island. So, I mean, Henry just put on Kong Skull Island yesterday, driving me nuts with it. (laughs) 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 He watches that at least once a week since. We got it on the DVD. Oh. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm about ready to chuck Kong Skull Island into the garbage oh disposal. My god. <laughs> <laughs> but as I'm watching Witchboard and I'm doing my homework, I turn around to Henry, because he's in the room with me, and I said, Oh my god, you know who that guy wrote? <gasps> he's like, What? it He wrote Skull Island. And Henry's like, No way. So
1: Aww. It's your I, movie. It's his movie. Yeah. Man, there's a connection. So perhaps this will make
2: Henry appreciate my movie a little
1: bit more. I was going <laughs> to say, did it make him want to just jump in and watch Witchboard 2 closely? You know, that would be a dream, but no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, it did not. Maybe in time. Though he has, um, this was the one that I put in most often of all the Witchboard. I think there's three or four of all of them. This is the one I watch most. And he never pays attention. But this time when he walked into the room, this is before he knew that little trivia fact, he's like, hey, I know this movie. I'm like, "Uh, yeah, you should. I only watch it all the time. All the time, meaning like once a year. I'm not a once a week kind of person on any movie. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I watched it a lot. So you should. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Maybe that just shows you how little he pays attention to me. (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> okay, Christopher Christopher Michael Moore plays Jonas, and he did TV shows such as Becker, which I've recently started rewatching thanks to Pluto TV. They mm. have it streaming on there, and it's the only place I can find it streaming. So I'm so excited, and yeah, I'm totally into it. Anything that I can see with Shawnee Smith in it. I'm on board, I'm just saying.
1: That's fair. I never um, I never really watched that one. It's a oh, doctor show, right? Am I right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but it's a sitcom. Yeah, right, show. right. It's, it's not like God. an ER or something right. like that. Right.
2: It's it's all it's all comedy all the time. And the Shawnee Smith character is kind of my spirit animal. She's she's amazing. And I remember watching Becker for the first time with my grandmother. So because that was on her lineup. So when I would go and spend time over there, she'd be watching it. So that's when I first was exposed to it. So I have fond memories of Becker. Anyway, I'm recently binging that now and I'm so into it. But Christopher Michael Moore also did Home Improvement, Wings, Picket Fences, Just Shoot Me. And we all know I love me, so just Mm -hmm. shoot me. Recently, he did Shameless. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. And I've talked about this before because it's skating-related and Heather Langenkamp-related. Okay. Tanya and Nancy, the the inside story, which is a made-for-TV movie. It happened right after the event of the attack. Uh, that sounds so awesome, by the way. It's I so good. It's made, like, do- almost... Part of it's a documentary style where they're interviewing people, and part of it is, like, actual like movie style where you're just watching events happen. Anyhow, he played Derek Smith, one of um, one of the attackers in the Tanya and Nancy story. So
1: yeah.
2: Heather Lingenkamp of course plays Nancy Kerrigan. Looks mm-hmm. just like her too. So yeah, when I met Heather for the first time, I mentioned that. She goes, do You love all my Nancy roles then I said, Yes I do. Oh <laughs>
1: that makes me so happy.
2: And the second time I met her, I, I had a picture made from the movie. Um, I, I found the original promo ad. I think it was an NBC. And then I found another still from the movie with her and the one who played um, Tanya standing back to back with their skates on looking badass. Ooh, wow. And I had them put together at Walgreens and I had her autograph that. And she goes, oh, my God, where did you find this? And I'm like, I made it because I'm a dork. Oh, that's so sweet. And she was, she loved it. And I just happened to have an extra because I made two with different um, sizes because I didn't know which one I'd like the best. So I'm like, well, I have this extra. Do you want it? And she said, <laughs> yes, I do. Of course. Aww. So it was pretty cool, though. But yeah, so the Tanya and Nancy uh, TV movie was was awesome. <laughs> I, I digress. that. It's good. I think it's on YouTube. It used to be on YouTube.
1: All right, I'm adding that to my list of the day. That's some good stuff. Okay, so
2: it's basically Itanya. okay. Mm-hmm. except I like this one better, but no, because <laughs> this one shows both sides, but I Tonya, showed only Tanya's side. Exactly. It was good though. it was good. But the script is almost word for word. Wow. It was just insane. I was like, oh. oh, I've seen this before, and I know this one. I recognize this. <laughs> I know this dialogue. This is crazy. So, wow. I mean, maybe the I, Tonya people <clears throat> might have seen Tonya and Nancy. I don't know. But it was eerily <sighs> similar. So, going on. <laughs> <laughs> Timothy Gibbs played Mitch. And let's see here. I don't know a lot about this one.
1: Yeah, same.
2: I recognize some of his credits, such as The Rousers, Deliberate Stranger, which was a uh, a Bundy story. And um, Santa Barbara and Another World in 2019. He did one called Paper Empire. And he wrote and directed 2015's magnum opus. And 2013's I Nation, and as I said, I have not seen these, but I kind of want to now.
1: Yeah, same. I'm I'm not very familiar with them either. Mm-hmm.
2: All right, our girl Carla, our resident bitch. Ah, yeah. Uh, played by Sarah Katie uh, Kulin, I think. And uh, she did TikTok. She did Girlfriend from Hell. And she did Pinocchio's Revenge. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> we know that Summer loves some Pinocchio's Revenge.
1: I know you do, girl. I know mm-hmm. you do. <laughs> have you seen this one yet? I, I have. <laughs> yes,
2: girl. Yeah. It's so fun.
1: It really is.
2: It's good. Oh, <laughs> uh, anything with an inanimate an doll coming to life, and an iconic character like Pinocchio. Hello! Yeah, like, hold up. Mm -hmm. Okay, Marvin Kaplan played Morris, the Jewish occultist. Oh, yeah. I love him. (laughs) It's swell, right?
1: Yeah.
2: Um, Unfortunately, no longer with us. Born 1927, passed 2016 at 89 years old. He wrote some very iconic things, such as Maud in The Addams Family from 1965. His
1: oh.
2: acting credits span back to 1949, including things like I Dream of Jeannie and The Nutty Professor, the classic original, not the remake, mm-hmm. starring Jerry Lewis. And Freaky Friday, um, Delirious with John Candy, also Becker. And also first and 10. Hello. Wild at heart as well. Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. Yeah. He was a legend. So I'm so happy that he was in this movie because he's great. Oh, yeah. And I think his character might be my favorite in the entire movie. He's swell.
1: He is so fun. Like when he came on, I was I mean, I was glued to the movie for the most part, but I like definitely was glued to him when he was on screen. Half of my epic lines come from him. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's great. He's so good.
2: Oh, yeah. And we have to mention, in the last scene, spoiler alert, guys, Todd Allen reprises his role from part one, and now he's playing a garbage man, though. And in this little scene, you find out that Linda... Is finally pregnant after all that trying and Ouija witching. Hmm? Yep.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. And so fun. So much fun.
2: Kenny Rhodes played The Garbage Man Part 2 and he played Mike in Witchboard Part 1. So those guys are mm-hmm. still buddies and, and working together.
1: Which is very nice. I'm glad.
2: Mm hmm. And I'd be just shamed, shamed if I did not mention um, Foster, who plays Do the Dog.
1: Who I love. I was so excited about Do the Dog. Add that to your Dogs of Horror list. It is. It is.
2: (laughs) Now, you may know Foster from Back to the Future Part 3.
1: Oh, shit. Foster's got a resume. Far
2: from Home in 1995. What? (laughs) This dog has a filmography,
1: guys. Come on. (laughs)
2: So,
1: Foster. We loved you. Yep, you were a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, epic line time.
0: This is going to be totally epic.
1: Ooh, there were a lot of really good epic lines. I two full pages. Oh my goodness, girl! I did narrow mine down. I did narrow mine down to a couple, actually. Um. Because I love dogs so much and mm-hmm. always make a note of them when they appear. Um, and this one, I got to do a lot of nice detailed notes. Sometimes it's just a flash of a dog in a movie. And I'm like, okay, there was a dog for five seconds. But this one had a whole thing. So um, one of my um, epic lines is when um, Elaine says, I named him after the song. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, she's like, what song or whatever? And she's like, you know, me and you and a dog named Do and then Paige is like, I think the song is me, you, and a dog named Boo. (laughs) Elaine Loudon. Uh, Paige, Benedict. (laughs) And this is Dew. I named him after the song. The song? You know, me and you and a dog named Dew. Well, I I think the song is me, you, and a dog named Boo. (sighs) What? No, who'd name their dog Boo? That's a stupid name, isn't it, baby? Yes, it is. This like oh, so I really like that. She's like thought, That's I a stupid name
2: <laughs> Boo.
1: So I love that, but um, I actually I gotta give it to my girl Paige because I mean it's like badass. She's all like. Uh, shut the fuck up. If you pull a stunt like ever, if you ever pull a stunt like this again, you're going to need a calculator to count all the teeth you'll be missing. What the hell do you think you're doing? This is my office, my desk. How dare you come in here like this and you get out of here before? Shut the fuck up. If
2: you
0: ever pull a stunt like this again, you're going to need a calculator to count all the teeth you'll be missing.
1: Yes. Diane yes. yes. page. What what page points, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's definitely a page point. Definitely.
2: <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Um, okay, so I have to mention this because I mentioned it in part one. And how can I mention it in part one when it wasn't even in that movie? <laughs> <laughs> but when Russell's telling her that she's in trouble now, right?
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: she's like, what are you telling me I'm a Ouija junkie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I wrote that down too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I've always loved that line so much. Um Okay. I also felt particularly connected to Paige when she's trying to be sexy <clears throat> during her photo shoot. Oh my god, yes. And he's like, lick your lips and she's like, okay. And just, just like I would, not know mm-hmm. what to do, don't know how to do that. And he's like, I said, lick them, not swallow them.
0: <laughs> beautiful, Paige, beautiful. Now be sexy.
2: This is as sexy as I get. Oh,
0: come on, you're not even trying.
2: It has nothing to do with trying. I'm, I'm just not sexy. I don't believe it.
0: Here, lick your lips. I said lick them, not swallow them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I wrote that down too, and I totally identify with her as well. Page points. Yep. Yep, yep. page you Paige is so real. I love her.
2: She's great. I mean, special honorable mention to Kevin Tenney for writing such a great character, but also to Amy for Mm -hmm. playing it like that.
1: They both did a great job in making that character come to life in the most badass way possible. Oh, yeah. Badass way. Okay, so my
2: runner-up is Morris the Occultist, and basically his entire transaction, but specifically when he says, I know what you're thinking, you've never seen a Jewish occultist before, not to worry, I'm not orthodox.
0: I know what you're thinking, you've never seen a Jewish occultist before, not to worry, I'm not orthodox. (laughs)
2: <laughs> and then he goes on to explain also that being dead must be real dull because they love to talk to us know so that we won't talk to them if they're just some boring schmuck who died from old age. So they say they were murdered. And I guess even in the spirit world, sex and violence themselves. Spirit
0: of yours, she was murdered.
1: Yes. How, how did you know that?
0: They will say that. Being dead must be real dull. Because they love to talk to us, but they know we won't talk to them if they're just some boring schmuck who died from old age. So they say they were murdered. I guess even in the spirit world, sex and violence sells.
2: I love that too. Hmm. My winner.
0: And the winner is. Oh,
2: this is so hard. It is hard. Oh God. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm so torn. Well, we're waiting.
1: Can I have a tie? <laughs> I'm going to allow it. I'm going to allow it. Okay. What
2: the hell's going on out here? So my tie for winner for Epic Line, and this isn't even all of them I have, guys. So that's how hard this is. Mm-hmm. It's in the beginning with, I think Mitch says it. He's like, you know, man, Maybe you should go find yourself some business or something because right now you're in mine.
1: Mitch, please! Talk to me, Paige. I can't! Just talk to me, goddammit!
0: Excuse me. Is everything alright in here? Yes, everything's fine. You know, man, maybe you should go find yourself some business or something because right now you're in mine, okay?
2: Uh huh. <laughs> And then, later, there's three forms of mass communication around here: Telephone, Telefax, and Teleaine. Did Susan Sydney pose for you? You knew Susan? Uh, Elaine mentioned her.
0: Figures. There's three forms of mass communication
2: around here. Telephone, Telefax, and Teleaine.
1: <laughs> I love that too.
2: And it's also a very dated, like phrase, like Telefax. We just call it a fax now. It's completely different now. Exactly. <laughs> but and who used the phone to talk? Um, no. So good. Yeah. So so good. Oh, but can I also mention this did not win at all? But g- piggybacking on your your dog line. Shh. He's sensitive. You know he doesn't dig being called a D-O-G.
1: The shower drain is
2: clogged again. It's because you keep washing your goddamn mutton there. Well, I have to
1: clean him, don't I?
0: Well, hose him off in the backyard. He's a dog, for Christ's sakes.
1: Shh. He's sensitive. You know he doesn't dig being called a dog. Uh. Come on, do
0: mommy and
1: daddy are going upstairs. Elaine, you did way too many drugs
2: and wood stuff. I wrote that one down to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, there's so many great lines in this
1: movie. Oh, my God, there is. And to the lines that didn't make the cut, you know, they still deserve a lot of shine. They're still great lines. I mean, this. Yeah. Full of epic lines in this movie
2: full of epic lines I mean and I loved Susan I love Susan when she becomes full Susan looking hot go. and shit and she's like it would be a shame to put a hole in such a nice body when I just got it hmm yeah yeah so many good lines what a great script what a great script that's probably why I like this movie even more than part one is because the script is great Oh, the script is so fun. Agreed. Okay, how about prop we would like to own?
1: This one I actually struggled with a little bit, but uh, my runner-up is the Mystery Machine, the Grateful Dead Mystery <laughs> Machine. I would love to cruise around in that, hang out in it. Um, <laughs> and, but I think my ultimate pick is definitely going to be, um, it's one of Paige's drawings, and it's got like, uh, I think it's her face or a woman's face and it kind of has light going through it. But okay. yeah, I'd love to hang that on my wall. That's the one where she
2: was like home from work and painting and drawing all day, right? Like at yes. the end of the day when Miss shows up. Okay. So my winner is, I do not have problems at all because I've always wanted this for my wall. It's another one of Paige's drawings, but it's the one where Paige oversleeps her alarm and starts sketching, like, right away. Uh Uh-huh. And I want that sketch. And it's a bonus if you can get it signed by the artist who did it. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yes, (laughs) Whoever that was, I don't know. It was terrific. Also, the automatic rider
1: would be kind as well. Um, I loved that, too, because I've never seen it before. Right. Right. Right? Right. And I... I was like, I can't believe this isn't, a, like, a device that actually exists in the in the Ouija, you know, board community. It's like Paige said, that's incredible. When did
2: they come up with this? And he says, what's today, the fifth? About 2,000 years ago. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, my God.
2: Mm-hmm. It's so sweet, isn't it? It's so cool. Yeah, but I want that. I want that sketch. I want that one specifically. I want it framed. I want it in my wall. I think it's beautiful. And yeah, like I said, bonus if I can
1: get it autographed by whoever drew it because it's so great. Yeah. Whoever whoever was the artist for this stuff, I mean, so awesome. I would get their like art book mm-hmm. and also another page point as well because mm-hmm. she, she is a badass artist and she said mm-hmm. it and she knows it.
2: And she knows it.
1: She just had to bring it out, but she knew it. She
2: knew it. So this should have probably been in fashion. I don't know why I put it in prop. But, I mean, I talked about in part one how I had the Zarabeth earring. Mm mm-hmm. oh. And Oh, the funk lived inside me. <laughs> I also had one of those glass dangle earrings that was found in the fireplace. I had a pair of those.
1: How am I not surprised by this?
2: <laughs> I think they were a little smaller than that, but they were the same shape and they looked exactly the same, but they were just a teeny tiny bit smaller.
1: Well, they're gorgeous. And yeah. I definitely did think of you when I saw them, you know, where it I did. was like, I feel like Summer's going to like these. <laughs> yes.
2: And also, I did also have that soccer ball keychain that she had. Um, Towards the end when she's like holding the Ouija board and she's holding mm-hmm. her keys and the keychain's just dangling, I had one of those too. Nice. Yeah. And I had a volleyball one also. So. Oh, hey. Yes. Soccer wasn't my jam because I wasn't good at it and I was afraid of getting my shins kicked, but I, I could set the ball in the volleyball with the best of them. But I definitely had some of those keychains as
1: well. I did like <laughs> soccer when I was a kid.
2: Hmm. I did. Yeah, like I said, I was not good at it. Some of my friends were very good at it. They were on the team, and they were good, and they were fearless. And I'm like, don't kick me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please don't kick me. I'm just trying to survive this game. <laughs> yeah. So soccer
2: wasn't my jam, though I wanted it to be. I was too afraid for it. Um, okay. Special effects?
1: Oh, you know, I, it's not like a particularly like gory movie no. or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but I did like the special effects that were there. Um I love look we already talked about it, but I love the scene with all the tools um mm-hmm. chasing after him. I thought mm-hmm. it looked really good fun. Um and then there was also um oh who I I'm trying to remember whose arm it was, but somebody's arm like, Jonas drops out of something arm. or like you know the bag. Jonas, Jonas. Yep. I liked his arm a lot. It looked really gnarly and awesome. I wrote that too. It was great. It's a good arm. <laughs> It's an awesome arm. (laughs) Awesome arm.
2: Um, I loved, I wrote, okay, this is a direct quote from my notebook. Mirror goes kaboom.
1: (laughs) Classic mirror goes kaboom. (laughs) my
2: five. (laughs) That's a really cool effect. I loved it. And also it reminded me, again, a callback to part one when all the when Sarah Beth's doing her seance and all the cans come in. Mm-hmm. That was great. Um, we talked about this with Mick Stron. Um, When the arm comes out of the Ouija and grabs Paige by the throat.
1: Yes. Oh, my God. I can't believe I didn't say that. I love that part, too. Mm-hmm. And that's iconic because it's part of the cover. Part yes. of the movie.
2: But, yeah. So, Mick Stron talked a little bit about that effect, but from part one. Mm-hmm. And then Mitch loses control of his truck. That, that whole scene, that stunt driver, whatever, everyone involved, like the guy who jumps out of the way. I mean, <laughs> that looks like it was so difficult to film, but so amazing all at
1: the same time. I, yeah, I, dev- I wrote like something to the effects of like classic car gone out of control. But mm-hmm. yes, it was, it was very well done. Um, mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, what a ride! Mm-hmm. What a ride, and what a crash!
1: Oh,
2: it was good, <laughs> a good glorious payoff. crash! Yeah, good payoff to that, really. Because I hate when your car loses control and then at the end it just lies flat. And it's like, oh, wah wah! Yeah. I wanted a crash!
1: Yeah, yeah, an epic crash! I mean, it literally like goes through like um like a, a boat. boat. <laughs> yes. And it like it like spin it like flips in the air. It's like uh-huh. it's like a real crash. I mean, it's you don't see that every day. day.
2: No, it's pretty great. It is pretty great. Okay, so twenty two people were in visual and optical effects in this one, which makes sense because it's a lot mm-hmm. of visuals like that. We just stuff, but then um, Kevin and Sandra McCarthy were also in effects and. I just noticed that I wrote this down. They did Hellraiser Part Three. Nice. So I've got my my disco scene with the CDs flying through the air. I got my toolbox scene mm-hmm. with saw blades flying through the air.
1: So, hey, you were you were you were on the right track. You had it. <laughs> Maybe there's something to that, huh? Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> they also did the Ice Cream Man, Phantasm Part Three, Waxwork Part Two. Return of the Living Dead, Puppet Master Part 3, and Demonic Toys.
1: Yay! All kinds of fun stuff. And we know I love
2: me some Demonic Toys. Me and Demonic Toys are like this.
1: I know, girl. I think that you and Demonic Toys should have one of those necklaces that's a heart, and like one half is for you, <laughs> and one half is for Demonic Toys, because you're like BFFs.
2: The other half around my baby Oopsie Daisy, and he would wear them.
1: Oh, yeah, meant to
2: be, it's meant to be. You know, I really wish Full Moon would release a full demonic toys line, like dolls, like replicas, like they did with the Puppet Masters. Because I want the bear, I want the Jack Attack. I mean, guys, come on! I only have a baby Oopsie Daisy, and I want the full line.
1: She needs the whole set. I need come the on, whole set. I need to complete my, my girl out.
2: Right. Yes. I,
1: also, I also
2: need to complete my blood dolls set. I only have the p- clown pimp. Oh. <laughs> I know that once upon a time, they did make the other two. But that was when they first came out. And I've never seen them say on eBay or anything. So while I have my clown pimp, I'm missing my other two. And I'm sad about that.
1: <laughs> I'm sad about that for you. Listeners, if any of you were know to find them let us know. Yeah. Summer would like them.
2: I would love them. And it was so funny because I was listening back to one of our old episodes and I had said that, you know, I felt that my, my doll collection was complete. And then I'm like, Nope, Nope. I still need an Annabelle. Nope, Nope. <laughs> I still need a Dolly dearest. Nope, Nope, Nope. Well, guess what? Nope, Nope. I still need some more demonic
1: toys. Hey <laughs> okay, girl, I'm just going to say it now. Will your doll collection ever be finished though really there's always going to be more dolls to <sighs> add to that collection
2: it is true that is true you know what though as long as they're making these movies then no but <laughs> if they stop making them if dolls suddenly become unpopular again then I, it's pretty safe to say they'll be. <laughs> but like well, i, I said most never of these dolls i've never seen Right, most of these dolls I've never seen it in the market, so chances are very slim unless I had one custom made that I'll ever get a Dolly Dearest doll.
1: Oh, sad summer. <laughs> my, it's my it's my new campaign. Like we gotta get some of these dolls that she <laughs> needs.
2: It's the sad life of a collector. Yes, right? yes.
1: yes, it's the plight. There's highs and lows, you know, the highs of like having that new doll, discovering their awesome like jacket details and setting them up. And then the lows of realizing that there's certain dolls that you just don't have and you can't get them.
2: Yes, it'll never happen most likely. And that is sad. You know, if I was a rich woman and I'm not, (laughs) but if I was, I would spend good money to hire somebody to make a replica of Dolly Dearest.
1: Okay, if I if, okay, if you win the lottery or something, <laughs> I think that you just need to hire a personal doll maker. Just have uh, hand for whatever, like for any whatever doll, that your fancy, yeah.
2: <laughs> you know, I would I would go hit up Garrett Zima, who does the Chucky replicas. So I'm like, hey, have you ever thought about this? <laughs> I'll pay you handsomely for it. <laughs> because his chucky replicas are so quality. Oh, I mean, I would trust him to to rock this, but I know it took him so many years to get it perfect. So, yeah. you know, he's, he's not dead in getting that much time to to these <laughs> other ones. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. That that also bled in from prop, didn't it? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Okay, so let's move on to cinematography.
1: Oh, yay! There were definitely some cinematic features I really liked about this movie. Um, I really love the board shots, just like I did mm-hmm. in the first one. I love when hands. all of their hands, yeah, mm-hmm. are on the board and making it do its thing. Mm-hmm. Um. I love there's some really good POVs around the building. Oh, I think yeah. there's one that happens during the tool scene. It happens mm-hmm. a other times. And I, I just like how the I love the movement of it. It's really cool. Um and there was kind of um there was a good shot of the like a building that I really liked. And then there was a really nice short of shot of the Ouija board in the foreground, and then like her apartment in the back, and she's like moving stuff around. Mm-hmm. Loved all mm-hmm. of that.
2: That was a nice one. Okay, I love all the povs in this, including the the raccoon or badger, whatever that was. That pov in the park woods.
1: <laughs> I also wrote, "Fuck this guy, he killed a raccoon."
2: Yeah, what do you call him, Rocky?
1: Yeah, he him Rocky.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> and of course, as we said in part one, Lindsey, you just said again great hand shots. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved all the loft angles and the shadow work and a quote like in the you said in the movie the morning light.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That was all beautiful. And when Paige finds first finds the board in her closet and the camera is like looking down on her above the board so you can see her, you can see the board, she doesn't know the board is there yet, but she's about to. Love it. Me too. Mm -hmm. I love Paige's dream sequence when she's walking up the stairs. And then, of course, like you said, the hand through the board. And I love the music in that scene as well because it was like a heartbeat of the whole scene. It was great. Um, Let's see here. The mirror of the reflection grabbing her wrist. That was a great shot. Yeah. Mm -hmm, That was beautiful. Uh, What? See, Susan being expelled from the apartment. Oh, wow. That and. whole scene was beautiful. Oh, yeah. That was great. Um, of course, we always love our ghost POV shots, and this was full of them, which was great. I think my winner for favorite shot, though, is um, m- when Mitch, at the end of Closing Battle, Mitch falling out of the window, and then there's this really cool like overhead shot, and you see him from above, Burst out of the window. It is bonkers in the best way. Mm-hmm. It is so good. And then you just see him dangling there. It's so, so good. I loved that specific angle. I don't know how they did it. Yeah, I
1: love it. It's great. Yeah, very good shot. Yeah, the mm-hmm. cinematography overall I thought was really good on this movie. Mm-hmm.
2: Alright. So our cinematographer for this was David Lewis. Now you're going to laugh. <clears throat> he he did a lot of the uh, Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen movies.
1: Yes! <laughs> I loved those! <laughs> right?
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, He also did uh, Children of the Corn Part 5, okay. Leprechaun Part 3 and 4, and Night of the Demons Part 1 and 2, as well as The Hills Have Eyes Part 2. He also directed Dangerous Curves and Dangerous Game. So, yeah. there is that. Yeah. Um let's see here. It's all it's all good stuff. And I mean the production design on this was also great. Like I just oh, love yeah. everything about this movie visually is amazing. So same. Yeah. It's just so great. Um how about some music talk, hmm? Huh?
1: Oh, yeah. So, you know, um, the music I didn't notice as much in this one as I do sometimes in other movies, but I will say I really loved the beginning and like ending theme, like that kind of main theme of the movie. Really gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And then I will also say that the sound effects in this movie were great. Um, they were like kind of pronounced. Yep. Yep.
2: So this one was also composed by, um, Dennis Tenney, Kevin, his brother, who did most of his movies, as well as Leprechaun Part 3, guys. Hello. Hey. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> the the orchestrations in this one were super similar to the Part 1 theme, but this one sounded like it had maybe a few more instruments in it, a few, um, or it just sounded like, but uh, if you listen to the themes back to back there, they're really similar, almost the same in that kind of waltzy aspect. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately there were no songs that I could find like in part 1's Bump in the Night. But that's fine, can't have everything. But um yeah, I love the theme. It's like a lullaby and it could also be used for a warm up for ballet and maybe skating, you know. Totally. I can definitely see myself working some good edges on the blades <laughs> in that, you know.
1: I can see it too. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is so pretty. So pretty. Okay. Um, aging on this movie?
1: I mean, it's definitely it definitely wasn't made yesterday. <laughs> no. <laughs> there are some definite giveaways to the time uh time that it was made, but uh that's not a bad thing. I like it. But you can see it in some of the clothes and just mm-hmm. the style. Mm-hmm. Um but I I you know, I think it like lives well. Mm -hmm. Because I've I've never seen it before. This is my first time seeing it. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it. So, Yeah.
2: yeah, It's a bit of a time capsule. But I love it that you've never seen it before. Because I saw it when it first came out on video. So I have that nostalgia. So I'm blinded Mm -hmm. by my love for it. So I'm happy that you feel the same. And this is your first time watching it. 30 years later almost. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I agree with all that stuff. But its charm is the fact that it is so very 90s. Oh yeah, and it's part of the charm.
1: I feel like it kind of had to have, has to have that 90s charm. That's part mm-hmm. of why it's so special.
2: Mm-hmm. Agreed, agreed. Just like the 80s, the the part one had the 80s feel to it. So yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um. So for story, I wrote. <laughs> Woman breaks off on her own to do her own thing. Take that. Page points. Page points.
1: <laughs> Anything you want to add on the story? Hey, I mean, Paige is a badass. You know, sometimes when you go off on your own, like supernatural shit happens. There's a Ouija board in your awesome artist loft. But don't let that stop you from pursuing your art. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely.
2: All righty. Okay. The twists of this movie. This movie is so twisty. Oh, yeah. Like, so twisty. It's it, so many. I literally have one, two, three, four. Seven bullet points for twists. Wow. I have a um,
1: few. I have a few where it's like, okay, that's a twist. I guess this is also a twist as well. And this it, is a twist too. Yeah.
2: So I'm just going to start from the, the beginning. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Number one, Susan is not dead. Yep, I Number got th- that one. Number two, Susan is dead. <laughs> yep. Number three, Susan isn't the one contacting Paige. Mm-hmm. Number four, Susan is the one contacting Paige. <laughs> <laughs> Number five, Russell killed Susan. Number seven, oh no, never mind, Elaine killed Susan. <laughs> and... Um, number six, seven. I lost count already. Um, Susan is evil.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that pretty much covers it. <laughs> so twisty. Very twisty.
2: <laughs> yes, it's. I like it though because it's not like in the the well, those movies where you just get one big twist at the end. It just it just keeps throwing you around. It's great. Oh yeah. And unlike in part one, Susan really is the one doing it the entire time. And they tried to make you think that it wasn't because people know part one. And they're like, oh, that's not really Susan. And then with the whole signature thing, you know, they really wanted you to think it wasn't really Susan. And no, it was her the entire time. Mm-hmm. But unlike our ghost boy, David, Susan's that bitch. Okay. And She will oh. kill you. She hit that bitch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All righty. Um, also, twist, Easter egg, whatever you want to call it. At the very end when the planchette, a uh, automatic writer writes out the word yes. Just like in part one where the planchette pointed to the word yes. Loved mm-hmm. loved I loved it. I do callback. like the callback. Yep. Yep. Agreed. All right. Um, scary rating.
1: I mean, you know, I don't get scared of movies very easily. I can't Mm -hmm. think of too many that I have. So it doesn't get much of a scary rating from me, but I did enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And I loved all the, I loved all the scenes of horror, but it didn't scare me.
2: Right. Well, (laughs) you should be scared though, because like you said in part one, you are a prime candidate for progressive entrapment.
1: Oh, and then I learned like all the, you know, I I learned all the symptoms, you know, where like somebody (laughs) laid them out and it was like, oh, like increased like profane language, you know, and all of this. And I'm like, oh, that and a progressive entrapment. I can get you. It's dangerous. (laughs) That's my, that's, (laughs) should be scared. You're right. I am scared.
2: Increased use of
1: profane language.
2: That's my daily life, Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. and (laughs) going closer towards five. It just gets more and more profane.
1: Right? <laughs> you might be suffering progressive entrapment, then. Except I haven't been playing with any ouija, so what's
2: my excuse? That's what they all say. <laughs> I'm not a Ouija junkie, okay? <laughs> That's what they all say. <laughs> I don't have a
1: problem. It's <laughs> just a Ouija habit, okay? It's, it's you know, not a- everyone's doing it. I can stop <laughs> at any time. <laughs>
2: I do I loved how they laid out the symptoms, bullet pointed again, of progressive entrapment. Where in part one it was a little more vague, uh, exactly. Because he was I just like write it down. Yeah, he was just like rattling them off. Have you noticed this, and Linda? Have you noticed that, in Linda? Well, in this one, he's reading from a book. He's like one, nah, two. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he's got the whole guidebook on it. Actually, that would be a good prop to own, too, now that I think back to it. That would be a really good prop to own. Oh, I should have it, because as a prime candidate for progressive entrapment, (laughs) I I really need to be aware of the warning signs, and people in my life should be aware of the warning signs, too. (laughs) So if you are in my life, you should have a copy of that book.
2: (laughs) I would love a copy of that book, but only if it had contents inside of it like i don't want just a cover i want the book you know yeah so i
1: do too i want the content inside right that's
2: why i was so thrilled when i was able to find the the book from hatchet part four or whatever (laughs) i knew you were gonna bring it up i want it i want it (laughs) that's why i was so excited when i finally found it so good and it had a real story just like in the movie it wasn't like a blank page i was like this is awesome
1: <clears throat> mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. All right. Okay.
1: Overall movie rating. Ooh, this mm-hmm. one's always tough. I really, really, really liked this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't have the nostalgia factor that you do because um, I just watched it for the first time. Um, but it is really helpful that I just watched the first one too, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So I actually think that I am going to give this beauty – I am going to give it a seven and like 50 page points. So that almost brings it up to a full eight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good rating though. No,
2: I can't remember what I gave part one. Me neither. Really so, um, I am going to give this one an eight dolls and one wrecking ball. Hey, <laughs> that's a score. Yeah, Eight Dolls and a Wrecking Ball for me. It's just so good for me. And I I don't know why I love it so much. I think I love it so much because of, one, the script and all the great lines in it. And, two, the cast. I love this cast so much. Of course, I love Amy Dolan's, Grew up watching her. And Julie Michaels and John Gatons. I mean, love him. He's such a great actor. And he's so fun to watch. And he's so fun to watch in this movie. Like, specifically in this role, I loved him.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: So, yeah. So, eight dolls and a wrecking ball. Yep. All right. I swear, I'm I'm going to start hashtagging things page points now. And no one's going to know what
1: I'm talking about. (laughs) And it's like, what the fuck is that? And it's like, watch, watch, which word two and you'll know. (laughs) And they're still not going to know. I know, it's and like I'm still not, nobody said anything about page points in this movie, and it's like Paige, Paige is the point of the page <laughs> points. She's just the best. I just think she's so awesome. Like, she is
2: love her, love her. Oh, she's great. She's so great. Okay, so I don't have very many fun facts in this one, and the facts I do have, I don't know if they're true or not. So, but there are some things I did find interesting. This is your opinion.
1: It's a fact.
2: The this is the only entry in the series that does not feature any nudity and apparently that's because Amy Dolans didn't want to do that and that's cool. Standing her ground because you don't really need it and so it's great. Um, so there's that. Um, I already mentioned Todd Allen who starred in the first film has a cameo as a garbage man. Uh, let's see here. Oh, I like this. Ads for the film's theatrical release warned, don't see it alone. And this was a play on the common trope of do not play with the Ouija alone either. I right. love that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if this is true or not, but I love that they changed it if it is. In the original screenplay, the character of Susan Sidney only appeared in photos. And when it was decided to have her appear in the flesh at the end of the film, Julie Michaels was cast. I'm glad that we have Julie Michaels in the flesh, not just in photos.
1: Me too.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. Um, Again, I'm not sure about that last one, but I'm glad that if that is true, that it was changed. Same. Okay. Um, Anything else to add on Witchboard Part 2, The Devil's Doorway?
1: I just really enjoyed this movie. I'm looking through my notes to see if there was anything else that I wanted to touch on. Oh, I did, uh, throughout the movie, as I was watching it, you know, I kind of, like, picked out people where I'm like, "Oh, that person's going to get witchboarded. So, like, um, uh, <laughs> the first guy, the um, like the handyman at the apartment, Elaine's husband, Um mm-hmm. I knew like pretty much instantly where I'm like, as soon as he opened his mouth and started talking to women, I'm like, Oh yeah, that guy is going to get witch boarded. Good. <laughs> so throughout we the whole to- movie, David was sitting next to me and I'm like, witch boarded that one's going to get witch boarded. I know it. It's going to happen. Oh, it's happening right now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we need to, Hashtag that. Either witchboarded or get witchboarded. What do
1: you yeah. think? Ooh, that's tough. I kind of like get witchboarded. It's done. Okay. <laughs> Again, we're going to be the only ones doing it. I that's, fine. <laughs> that's fine. I don't care. We're going to make it happen. It's going to be a thing. People are going to see it and it's going to catch on. <laughs> we're going to make page points and get witchboarded happen. <laughs> They're going to be a thing. <laughs> so fetch. Oh. So fetch. Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen.
2: (laughs) All right. Oh, one other note I had is the cemetery apparently was built in a park. And that's pretty impressive because it looks great. Oh, wow. It looked beautiful. I would have never
1: guessed. Yeah.
2: I'm assuming it's because it's cheaper to film in a park than in a cemetery. I've heard renting out a cemetery is very expensive for movies.
1: I could see that.
2: Yeah. So... They're like, okay, let's just make some headstones. We're good.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> okay. So, um, it's shout-out time. Whoop, 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 whoop. Hey, Jesse. Hello. Hello. Hey, <laughs> hey Jesse. Go. Thank you very much for... Being our producer and doing a great job, we love you so much. It's true. <laughs> no problem.
0: I know that we uh, we got in a weird daylight savings uh, tangent here, and we probably yeah. totally dated this episode by because by the time that this comes oh. out, we're gonna be way past daylight
2: that's savings. True. Time. But, uh, <laughs> that's true. But that's okay. So here's a fun fact. Do it a year from now.
0: Right. Well, so a fun fact about this recording: whatever the timestamp says of when this is actually released, just know that it was on daylight savings time that we recorded it, huh? Yeah, for for, for the zero people that actually care. But uh, but anyway, and just a reminder to all you listeners that we can be found wherever you can listen to podcasts. You can also find us on the social medias on Facebook and Instagram at the Dolls of Horror and Twitter at just Dolls of Horror. And if you prefer email and want to reach out to say hi, give us some feedback or even some movie suggestions, you can do so at the Dolls of Horror at Yahoo dot com. And if you're both willing and able to help support the show so that it can keep growing, please feel free to check out our Patreon page at patreon.com/thedolls of horror. For as little as $5 a month, you can access our episodes a week in advance. Plus, your name will be permanently entered into a regular drawing for a free Dolls of Horror t-shirt that we will announce every month during our monthly live stream. Every calendar month, we'll be drawing a name from our list of supporters where you can win a t-shirt or even be part of the live stream killer trivia duel where you can win even more Dolls of Horror merchandise. And if you want to check out any of our other merchandise on your own, just follow the link in the description.
2: There you go. That's,
0: that's all I got.
2: All you got? Well, thank you, Jesse. You say it so well.
0: I, I, it's d- I try.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> it's, easy,
0: it's easy when it's written down right in front of you. So <laughs>
2: <laughs> Even when I have things written down right in front of me, I still stumble over the words.
1: Mm. Same. Well. Oh. No.
2: I was listening to one of our past episodes recently, and I don't don't remember which one, but I stuttered like terribly,
0: and I'm like, "Wow, stutter much?" Well, keep in mind, you're also talking for like two hours at a time. I come in for like what, like three to five minutes. Whoop de do! Like I'm barely getting warmed <laughs> up by the time I'm out again, and then you're like, you've been <laughs> way talking to. So yeah, that's like saying that's like saying I I, I wrote like a five hundred page book, and there's a typo on page like two sixty five. Oh, okay. But and on your otherwise five hundred page book you have it's fine. No big deal. Whereas it's like I wrote one little paragraph and I tripped up on three words and it's like, yeah, maybe you should stop talking for a little bit.
2: <laughs> maybe you should give up on this talking thing. It's not for you.
0: It's like take it easy, champ. Maybe uh, set out set out the next few rounds.
1: <laughs> oh Jesse, I love you. I love you too. And I love I love you guys talking, so keep talking regardless that that's what the live whatever. stream
0: is for you got to check in the, yeah. check, check out the live stream we do horror trivia uh, uh or killer trivia rather um we might change it up as we run out of questions over time but
2: uh that'll be a long time from now there's so many questions there are a lot
0: of questions but yeah we we uh it was a huge success the uh the last time that we did it and um it's definitely um created a bit of a buzz so i'm very excited about getting new contestants on there And doing it again. But, yeah, if you know Jason or if you know Freddie, for now, that's all we got. Uh, Mm -hmm. Please please feel free to join us, reach out, and and just uh, join on the Patreon. And we will absolutely try to get you in for one of the uh, trivia nights.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Jesse. Okay, next up, we have some podcast shout outs. Okay, so I already mentioned, of course, the Passions for Life podcast, which I'm mm-hmm. so addicted to. If you enjoyed the the Passions soap opera way back 20 years ago, check it out. Also, we have <clears throat> the Saturday Night at the Movies podcast, and they're doing their thing, and they're great. But one of their co-hosts is going to be our guest next week for Caris Hell. And we're so excited. Yeah. So Daryl Hook from the Saturday Night at the Movies podcast is going to be joining us for Carousel. It's his pick. Never seen the movie. I'm kind of excited to do a movie that neither of us have seen before.
1: I am too. That's exciting.
2: Now, Daryl also has a second podcast that he does with his fiance and cousin. And it is called the Super Spooky Podcast. That's S-P-O-O-P-Y. Okay. Oh. So don't say spooky because I was trying to find it under spooky and nothing was coming up. I said, dude, I can't find it. Can you send me a link? And, and they're like, I'm oh, like, that's why. Oh. I'm <laughs> typing it wrong like an idiot. So, yeah. Anyways, they got some good stuff. I've only listened to a couple of their episodes, but they're fun. They are fun people. And I'm like, I was actually messaging Daryl and I said, I kind of want to be best friends with your fiance and your cousin right now. They seem so cool. <laughs> yeah. Let's all be friends. Right. In one of their episodes, I think it was part one, they did some like Night of the Demons trivia. Fun. Yes. And he included a couple of bonus questions for uh, part two and part three, which I love. And I got those questions right. I'm like, oh, yeah. yes, yes. So, I only got half of the questions right for part one because they were deep dives, kind of like that Freddy stuff. And I was like, ooh, I don't remember. <laughs> clearly I'm not as big of a fan <laughs> as I thought I was. Mm-hmm. But again, Night of the Demons, another Kevin Tenney movie. So please go check out the super spoopy podcast and Night of the Demons. Also, our boys over at the um, It's a Horror Podcast are podcast mentors. Okay. They're doing their thing. They just put out their West Craven episode. Mm -hmm. I'm living for it. I can't wait till we do our West Craven month. I'm so excited.
1: I am too.
2: Yeah. So how we've decided that we're going to be doing our West Craven month is I'm going to pick two movies. And Jamie's going to pick two movies. And we're not going to pick like the huge franchise movies. So we're not going to do Scream. We're not going to do um, Nightmare on Elm Street. No. We already did some of them anyway, but we're not going to do the the huge franchises, and we can do the ones he produced if we want to. Yeah. So, it's directed, written, or produced. So, I know I'm definitely going to pick, for my pick, okay, Carnival of Souls.
1: Oh, that's an awesome pick. I'm still deciding. I'm still deciding. I
2: don't know what my number two is going to be. It's like... Oh, it's, it's a hard one because I know I want to do Carnival of Souls. So I'm into it. But I'm like, oh, there's so many others in the catalog. I
1: like, know. Mm-hmm. He is such a catalog. Mm-hmm. It'll be good. I'm really excited about it. It's going to be yeah. so fun. It's going to be so much fun. I'm so excited. All right. Um,
2: also, can we have some con talk? Yeah, please. All right. So Days of the Dead in Las Vegas is coming up. May 14th through the 16th, 2021. And they've got such a great lineup so far. Again, we're recording this way in advance, so more people are going to be added. But so far, we have Richard Dreyfuss, Corey Taylor from Slipknot, Linnea Quigley, Mm -hmm. uh, Dee Wallace, um, Henry Thomas from E.T. and Dr. Sleep, Alexandra Iso from Dr. Sleep. We have Robert McNaughton from E.T. Ray Weiss. I want to meet Ray Weiss so bad. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Um, Nick Stahl. Aww. We have a Nightmare on Elm Street parts one and three type reunion. We got Amanda Wiss, Bradley Gregg, Ira Hayden, Jennifer Rubin, Ken Sagos, Penelope Sundro, Rodney Eastman, and I thought we had Heather Lang. We did. She, we did have Heather Lang in camp, and she just canceled. So there's that. Oh. So I was like, "Am I going crazy? Where's Heather?" So okay, so it's a part three minus Heather. All right. Um, we've got Sandy Johnson from Halloween, Warrington Gillette, which we talked about in Friday the Thirteenth Part mm-hmm. Two. David Naughton, your crush. I your... know, I love him. Yes, and he is just the coolest in person. He's the funnest. I, w- I have
1: a feeling he is. He just yeah. oh, I just love him. He
2: photobombed one of our photos. <laughs> oh. <It was> so <laughs> I love funny. him. We were um Tori and I were taking a picture with the owner of the convention in our plague costumes, and he was behind us and he was just looking over, like looking up. And then after we took the picture, he was like, I totally photobombed your picture.
1: <laughs> and we're like, Thank you. <laughs>
2: exactly. I was like, Thank you. We'd already met him twice. Um, talked to him twice and had got autographs and stuff, so he knew who we were, um, and he took our business card and all that good stuff. But it was really, really cute. And then he's like, "Hey, do you know where I can get something to eat around here?" <laughs> because oh this was last God. July and half of everything was still closed. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm like, well, there's this really great diner around the corner that was pretty good. I could
1: have been like, yeah, let me take you there now. And mm-hmm. I'll buy you I'll buy you your lunch. Right. If I can have a, a half an hour of your
2: time. Yeah. <laughs> I will buy you food. <laughs> I don't think he's that hard up for money. I, I know. <laughs> All right, mm. and two other guests. We do have CJ Graham and Tony Moran. So Days of the Dead Las Vegas is taking place in, like, Old Vegas on Fremont Street at the, at the Plaza. Check it out. It's going to be a great time. Unfortunately, I was trying to go, but I can't go because I got to do this Dallas um, movie thing. So, I couldn't take that much time off, but, you know, it's okay because it's still going to be a great time and I'm still going to go to Days of the Dead Indie in July. That's a promise. So I'm very excited about that. So.
1: The lineup is so good so far. So good. I'm
2: so hoping that Indy has just as good of a lineup. It's too early mm-hmm. for them to be announcing them just yet cuz they're focusing on the Chicago and the Vegas con, but yeah, I am I'm hoping. I'm hoping that we have just as much same uh, the uh, star power. I'm really hoping for some Nightmare on Elm Street people, like part 3, please. Mm-hmm. Please. Because most of the cons I go to, it's like part four, which is great because mm-hmm. I love those those actors and they're lovely. A great people. cast, yeah. They're lovely people. They're great to hang out with. I love talking to them. But I've never met so many of these these part three folks that I just want to so badly. Especially Ken mm-hmm. oh, Yeah, he's like my hero. He's my hero yeah. for all the for all the work he does for nonprofit and charity, and his own. He has his own nonprofit. He's my hero. I want to meet him so badly. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, there's that. Um, I think, gosh, I think the only other shout out I have is to our artist, Clark. Oh, always.
1: always. So amazing.
2: so Amazing, Clark. Thank you so, so much for your amazing work, your amazing logo. Oh, every time he sends me a new picture for our title card for our podcast, I am in shock
1: and awe. Same. I'm always so excited. I always show it to David, you know, like check it yeah. out. How cool? Yeah,
2: yeah. I get so excited. Not, I. He sends it to me via text as well via Facebook message,
1: mm-hmm. and I'm
2: always so excited that I texted to you immediately, not even realizing that you were on the chain of the mm-hmm. Facebook. <laughs> message. And I'm like, oh, oops. <laughs> I like receiving it twice. It makes it like extra fun makes it extra fun <laughs> yeah so so clark is amazing if you're interested in having custom art done by clark he is available for commissions so if you need more information reach out to us and we will make sure that he gets that info for you okay
1: mm-hmm.
2: and again he's great to work with he's the best he's the most fun so he's Thanks awesome so much yeah you can check Clark out on our previous episodes, Prom Night Part Two and Killer Clowns from Outer Space. So there's that too. Mhm. All right. Um.
1: Well, Jamie, that's kind of all I have. Do you have anything else you want to add? Any shout outs or anything? Uh, as always, just shout out to the listeners and shout out sure. to you, Summer and Jesse. You guys are awesome. So yeah, thank you, everybody. Shout-out. Absolutely. Shout out to Kevin Tenney for making this movie. Oh, my God. Yes. (laughs) I love it. And
2: remember, if it wasn't for Kevin Tenney, you never would have known that you were saying it wrong your entire life.
1: I know. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin. I will never make that mistake again. You almost did today. (laughs) I know. I almost did. But I I stopped
2: myself. It's a hard habit to break. It is. it is. You've had 20 years of saying it the wrong way. <laughs> exactly. It's going to take some effort and some
1: work. So, take some work. take some work. But this was helpful. Yeah, this was helpful. <laughs> <laughs> always practicing, always trying to better my pronunciation of, you know, witch boards and such. <laughs> Ouija witchy fun, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like scared to see it now. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to mess it up right now. <laughs> it's true. <laughs>
2: well, everybody, we hope you have a Ouija, wicked, witchy, fun weekend.
1: Huh? 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 Yeah. Don't get <laughs> witchboarded. Don't get witchboarded. Or get witchboarded. <laughs> no, don't get, pick
2: one. Don't, don't get witchboarded. It doesn't <laughs> sound very fun. No, it doesn't. <laughs> uh, but definitely go get those page points, okay? Girl. Yeah, all yeah. you ladies out there, make sure you get your page points. Mm-hmm. You gotta. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a moral imperative. It is. The, you got to work on getting page points. You do you to live a good life. You gotta live a page life. She page knows where life. it's at. She knows where it's at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jamie, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: have the most page points of all. Oh. Stop at
2: you. (laughs) Well, I did move from Bakersfield to Chicago alone without knowing anyone. So I think that qualifies. So maybe that's why I related to Paige so much. Maybe Paige was my inspiration. I think that might be the case. Maybe. I'm just thinking about that. Maybe I I held her on such like a pedestal. I said, I need to go be like Paige and go Mm -hmm. be on my own. And
1: I just moved halfway across the country to
2: do it instead of halfway across town <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. yeah that's like major page points
2: major page points awesome <laughs> <laughs> well you got plenty of page points yourself oh shucks <laughs> <laughs> okay everyone thanks for sticking with us for which board part two make sure you come back to see us for caris hell next week with Daryl Hook as a guest. We're going to have some fun breaking down this goofy movie. I have only seen half of it so
1: far, but I laughed a lot. And I have not seen any of it yet, but I anticipate I will laugh a lot as well. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited to to do a
2: new one that we haven't seen yet. And Daryl is so enthusiastic. It's one of his favorites, I think. Aww. So the fact that he holds this movie with such love makes me a little nervous, because what if I hate it? But... I know, right? But, you know, I said, okay, we'll do your movie as long as you don't hate us if we hate it because we don't know yet. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> All right. Okay. That wraps it up. Um with that, I'm Summer and I'm Jamie and you have been listening to The Dolls of Horror. We will talk to you later. Bye.
1: Bye.
0: This has been a presentation of The Dolls of Horror. New episodes are uploaded every week. If you'd like to reach out and say hello to The Dolls, send them an email at thedollsofhorror at yahoo.com. You can also follow them on Facebook and Instagram, both at thedollsofhorror or on Twitter at dollsofhorror for bonus content. And if you really like the podcast and want to support them financially so that they can keep making episodes, consider sending them a donation. Follow the link in the description or go to patreon.com slash thedollsofhorror for more information. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.
1: What's your middle name? When's your birthday? Where are you from originally?
0: She's getting agitated. Why, because she can't answer the lightning round?
1: Well, maybe she's just confused. Oh, I'm
0: sure death is very disoriented.
1: Shut up, Russell. You're you're upsetting her.
0: You stick a pet in this home.
2: Well, what good is that?
0: If it's really her, it'll be her handwriting, not yours.
2: That's incredible.
1: When did they come up with this?
0: What's today, the fifth? About 2,000 years ago.
1: And then I learned, like, all the, you know, I I learned all the symptoms, you know, where, like, somebody (laughs) laid them out. And it was like, oh, like, increased, like, profane language, you know, and all of this. And I'm like, oh. Piggybacking on your...